Welcome to the Leading Edge Podcast, your source of insightful and inspirational conversations to help you and your program achieve more. Our guest today is Team USA weightlifting star Catherine Nye. Since finding the sport of competitive weightlifting in 2016, Nye has earned impressive accolades ranging from junior and senior world champion titles to being named the 2019 International Weightlifting Federation Lifter of the Year. And just this week, winning a silver medal at the Tokyo Olympic Games, which is the highest medal the U.S. has won in the sport in over 20 years. This conversation was originally recorded a year before her historic silver medal performance and provides insight into her physical and mental preparation, her thoughts on what makes a great coach and athlete relationship, as well as covers her path from gymnastics to sports sampling before ultimately finding weightlifting. Please enjoy the Leading Edge podcast with Catherine Nye. We're, we're thrilled to to talk a little bit about, you know, your, your path to the Olympics, which has been um, almost like a rocket ship. You know, I want to go back to your roots and, and we can kind of build up from there. But if you talk about maybe your, your background in gymnastics and then how you got into the CrossFit and then ultimately what led you to, uh, to being a weightlifter and, and experiencing a lot of success early on. Yeah, so I started as a gymnast when I was about four years old and continued on the junior Olympic level from there until I was about 15. I ended around the last level I competed was level nine and I was competing for level 10 and looking into colleges to attend for D1 NCAA. But I tore my meniscus and I decided I didn't love the sport enough to go back. And that was kind of my sign to move on. So I quit gymnastics in the summer of 2014, I believe. And obviously after being a gymnast for 11 years and it taking up most of my childhood, I was pretty lost on what to do recreationally, considering I didn't have any other talents really. So I got into both dance and softball just to try out a couple new things. Since my brothers were baseball kids, I kind of knew that kind of thing and dance kind of came from gymnastics a bit. And neither of them really worked out for me, but my friend found some CrossFit classes for us to attend and I fell in love with it and got really into CrossFit for about a year, a year and a half. And obviously through CrossFit, there's weightlifting and my coach, my current coach, lifetime career coach recruited me when I uh, was at the CrossFit gym and he talked me into competing at youth nationals in 2016. And when I got third there, I decided I was much more talented at weightlifting than I was CrossFit and decided to try and take that on full time. So then I ditched CrossFit and took on weightlifting full time. And it's been great ever since. Yeah, no doubt about it. I I would say that. And I, I read that you are the first International Weightlifting Federation lifter of the year, male or female, to ever come from the Americas, North or South America. So that's that's a pretty awesome distinction. Why have you been able to be so successful at Clean and Jerk and the Snatch specifically? And, and how has that, um, you know, that aptitude and that ability, how has that strengthened your confidence? And, and how are you just, just getting to be so dominant and continually improving at those lifts specifically? Yeah, I think anyone with a gymnastics background in weightlifting kind of has a leg up just because gymnastics teaches not only the mental side of things, we're trained to be very coachable and, you know, determined and persistent. The physical side is very important. You know, you learn a lot about power and strength and mobility and flexibility, all that stuff when you're a gymnast. So it transfers really well 
to weightlifting. So I do think that helped a lot just as well as, you know, I think I, you know, my dad was a college wrestler and I think a lot of his, um, just natural genes that, you know, go into your muscle fibers that naturally make up your body. Um, I definitely have a little bit of that and I don't know. I think I just found a sport I really love and really works for me. And I, took that passion and some natural ability and did all I could with it. So, um, and can with it, um, currently. So I don't know. I think it was just kind of the perfect storm for me to excel at weightlifting. Uh, I have power cleaned 300 pounds, uh, once before in my life, I basically had to helicopter it up. It was one of the ugliest things you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, <laughs> you know, the amount of strength and explosion that it takes to get the bar up and then to have a quality catch and then to then reset and then jerk above your head, you know, how much are you working on the, the individual technical elements of that? You know, what are you doing to accelerate your pull to create power immediately? You know, what are you doing at your catch? How are you, you know, finding these incremental gains to continue to allow you to achieve, you know, new PRs seemingly every year? Um, I think weightlifting is a very simple sport, right? And there's a limited amount of things that you can do to improve, which is great because you can work really hard at those few things. Um, those being just getting straight up strong and also, um, you know, working on those technical things that are holding you back. So, um, I have a great coach that puts together awesome programs and I really do think that um, every cycle I get a little stronger through squats and, you know, pulls and all that stuff. And technically, I think we just take it step by step and whatever I need to work on in any given period of time, we work on and we make sure that we excel at that one or two things that we really need to work on. And you just build and build and build until you get to, you know, the best you can for that particular time. I don't know, you just keep moving forward and, you know, expect the most out of yourself. Well, I've, I've heard you talk about squats and uh, and deadlifts and pulls as a, a foundation for your strength. I mean, is that what you attribute a lot of your power to just really strengthening the core and engaging in those, you know, those fundamental lifts? Absolutely. I do think a lot of our sport struggles with, um, you know, making things more complicated than they have to be. You know, it, you know, some fun experimental things can be really great. Um, but my coach and I, we really like to keep things simple. Um, not oversimplify, obviously. We keep things, um, you know, fresh and we try new things to see what we can do to improve. But when it comes down to it, um, we stick to squats and pulls and deadlifts and presses and you know, just repetitions of obviously the classic lifts. And I do think that um, that has been great. And it has really just been um, a really big part of me just um, being able to make my lifts higher and whatever and improve. It sounds like your coach has uh, a lot to do with your training and your confidence and your preparation and everything like that. What about your coach is, is so great and so valuable and maybe some of the qualities of, of outstanding coaches that you've been around? 
yeah, so I think one thing that's very undervalued, um, not just in weightlifting and in sports everywhere is um, just being loyal to your coach. And obviously there's a time and a place to leave coaches and, you know, switch environments and whatnot. But I think Josh has been very receptive to, you know, adaptation, which I think is a great quality in any coach. Um, just being able to know your athlete and listen to your athlete and keep open ears and an open mind and hear them out. You know, when I tell him I'm hurting, he doesn't question me, which is something I did have a big issue with in gymnastics. My last injury I had that I had to have surgery for, no one believed me for three months and I torn on, I trained on a torn meniscus. Um, so just having a coach that's there for me and cares about my well-being. He hears me out when I'm hurt. He hears me out when I'm too sore. And I just say, hey, I need a day off. He trusts me. I trust him. And it's a great relationship for us to have because I feel like we both get a lot out of that. And um, it's just a very rewarding process because, you know, he was there when I was a baby lifter. He was the first person to ever train me in the Olympic lifts. And um, growing together and learning together has been a great experience and it makes these accomplishments so much more special because we have gone through all of them together um, and you know all that trust built up and I know he's he's never let me down you know he's every goal I've ever had he's helped me achieve um, so having that trust go both ways has been very helpful and I like I said I think one of the biggest things is just being a coach that can hear an athlete and values an athlete's opinion. And that doesn't mean an athlete should talk back to their coach, but if I'm feeling like a specific new exercise we're doing is hurting me, or I feel like it's messing up my technique even more, he listens to that and he takes it into account. And there are certain things we literally don't do anymore because he listened to me when I said, this isn't working. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah. that's also, on the athlete to be self-aware and I don't just say I don't like Romanian deadlifts so I'm going to tell him it hurts me no that's on the athlete as well the athlete needs to be honest and open and you know trust the process too not pick and choose and if you build that trust both ways I mean you don't you know you never know what an athlete coach combo is capable of I would like to know how much more you know, how far are you away from the ceiling? It seems like there's still a lot of opportunity for you to grow and gain and evolve, especially given the fact that you've only been, you know, in the sport for four, four and a half years. I mean, are you still finding that you are making improvements and, and discovering things about yourself or about lifts that you didn't know previously? I mean, what does that look like nowadays for you? Um. Yeah, so just because I haven't had a whole lot of time to really get used to being an elite weightlifter. I've just kind of made myself fit in with the group, right? And I go to world championships and Pan Am championships with my team, many of whom have been lifting for well over a decade. And I, you know, even still, I struggle with feeling like I am not belonging there. You know, like I do feel like I've earned everything I've gotten, but at the same time, I see these people that feel very comfortable. They have a set warm up they've been doing for years. They don't miss 45 kilo snatches. I still do that occasionally, you know, like 
I am still very young in the sport. And um, the biggest thing recently I've kind of been getting around to is feeling comfortable, um, not feeling so much like a fish out of water. Because um, obviously I would be able to hit big lifts, but even weights as low as 45, 55, 65 kilo snatches, I was not consistent enough to hit those regularly, you know, and like I'd be in the warm up room freaking out that I wouldn't be able to make a 65 kilo snatch when my opener was 100. So those are things that have recently been developing in like the second half of last year where I finally felt like I was in control, which was a very good feeling because, you know, not feeling 100% confident in your abilities. Um, in the warm-ups is obviously not going to give you um, great results when you go on the platform because I think always in the back of your mind you're gonna have those doubts if you had failures in the back room and stuff so I'm definitely learning more about myself with every single competition and every single training cycle um, and I definitely think I have more strength to gain I definitely know I have a lot of technique things I can work on and yeah so I just I want to get into the the mental side of it just a little bit because your favorite lift is the snatch, but then you doubt yourself because you miss 45, 55, 65 kilo snatches, right? And so how do you get yourself to mentally, you know, go after numbers that you haven't gotten before? How do you get yourself through exercises that you know you don't want to do? Um, that's a good question. I, uh, you know, for PRs, like talking about lifts that, you know, I've never done before, those don't necessarily scare me. Um, I get really excited and I get scared of failure, but not like physically scared. Um, I mostly just get excited for the opportunity to go for a PR. Um, and I try to get really hyped up and all that stuff. So, um, for me personally, that's not something I struggle with. Um, but when it definitely comes to those days where I just look at a workout and I say, this is going to be awful and I'm going to hate every second of this. Um, you know, I think it comes down to like, how bad you want it. I know it's cliche, but like, you know, those are usually the days that you hate that are going to be the ones that make you better. Um, so that is something that really internally you have to look and, you know, you have to look at it and say, is this worth it? Is this going to make me better? Is it going to, you know, contribute to my future success and if it is you should you know kind of want even if you don't want to do it subconsciously you should want to do the hard thing um so even when i'm having those awful days and i just have to literally push through i like to draw on a dry erase board all of my sets and i erase them as i go um just seeing those tallies go away um is satisfying and then when I erase the last tally I just feel like I I did everything I could that day even if I didn't enjoy it and um yeah so I don't know I just try to keep it as fun and lighthearted as possible and try not to get too negative I'd be lying if I didn't said I didn't let myself be negative from time to time but when it comes down to it you just gotta you just gotta do what you gotta do do you ever visualize yourself uh, on the podium or with a medal or, you know, that moment after you achieve a PR? Is that type of that mental rehearsal? Is that something that you ever engage in? I definitely do a lot of, um, yeah, like the 
mental rehearsal or whatever you want to call it. Um, but more not for like the moment, but more for the actual lifts. I imagine myself doing, you know, that world championship winning lift. I can't tell you how many times I imagine being on stage lifting 112 um, kilograms for the snatch. Um, it's something I think is very important in getting your mindset in that, you know, in that uh, situation and seeing like, this is what I want to have happen. This is what will happen. And I do think that's a really great tool to use and um, something to make your mind a little stronger and prepared for those big competitions and those big moments. Um, I don't rehearse them, those moments after. Those are just something I get to um, get, I get to soak in when I get to that point, you know? So it's not something I really think about too much because I focus more about how I get to those moments, right? So. Uh, do you marvel at the strength that some of your teammates possess? Do you draw tips, inspiration, confidence from your teammates that you watch and, and when you watch them perform? Absolutely. Um, specifically, Jordan Delacruz. She's, you know, she's my friend where, you know, I just visited her in Georgia not too long ago. And, um, you know, even when I practice with her and we're friends and we talk and I just, I still look at her and I'm like, geez, that girl can move the bar well. And her mobility is just insane, especially for her stature. She's just insanely strong. Um, off the top of my head, you know, Harrison Morris, another one of my friends, CJ Cummings. Um, you know, I see those athletes and they're people I look up to, even though we're all around the same age, um, which is why I think I really almost look up to them because I can really relate to them. So um, those are people I definitely are. I'm definitely drawn to and inspired by. And I really enjoy um, training with them because they've been in the sport longer than me, at least Harrison, Harrison, especially he's kind of a veteran for how young he is. And uh, just seeing how he approaches the sport in such like a fun loving way. And you can tell he just enjoys himself and has fun with it. Um, and he obviously is just, you know, really awesome athlete. And uh, it's really great to see someone like him in person and kind of try to learn things from him and other athletes around. Uh, I have a question related to your diet. How has it changed from gymnastics through CrossFit now to Olympic training? What's the evolution been like? I imagine you've probably got to be consuming more calories now. That's a good question. I don't think I've ever gotten that question about gymnastics, actually, with my diet. Um, gymnastics was, as you can imagine, not the most ideal situation. Um, now it's kind of hopefully getting the cycles being broken in gymnastics, but it was really a bad um, environment for young girls to deal with because you would be so tiny and so strong and so muscular and so either directly or indirectly told that you're too big. And, you know, so I, I was definitely in a place where I was able to eat whatever I wanted, but I also created a really unhealthy um, relationship with food during my time in gymnastics. So when I got out and I gained a lot of weight, because obviously I wasn't training 25 hours a week anymore, um, I gained a lot of weight and I didn't know what to do because I never had to worry about counting calories or macros or just cleaning up my diet in general. I didn't know what that looked like because I didn't have to worry about it. Uh, so in CrossFit, I lost a little bit of weight, um, but it mostly just 
became I wanted to be stronger for CrossFit. I didn't really care about losing or gaining weight because there's no weight classes. Um, and then I, when I got into weightlifting, I still didn't really change anything because I was just naturally a 69 kilo lifter at the time. But then I went down to 63 and that's when everything changed and I had to actually count macros and be very, very, very strict with my diet. I couldn't live my life. I couldn't have a chip without counting it, you know? So it was, I don't want to say unhealthy because I was always healthy um, in every sense of the word, but at the same time, I don't think that's a very sustainable lifestyle. So going back to 69 kilos was great but then I had to go up to 76. So I, it's been a whirlwind, you know, so going up to 76, I've been eating basically whatever I want again, gained weight easily. You know, that's just my body. I gain weight as much as I want. And um, so I've been basically eating whatever I want with my past knowledge of macronutrients, um, if that makes sense. So I know what I need um, protein wise. I know what I need carb wise. And I just work around that and then eat whatever I want on top of that. Um, which has been good for the most part, but I'm really excited one day to just eat freely and how I want, um, and not have to worry about fitting in a weight class. Um, I love weightlifting and weight classes are obviously very valuable, valuable part of our sport, but I have bounced around so much and, uh, I'm really excited one day to just be able to eat healthy and not worry about counting or number on the scale. That'll be a great day. <laughs> Well, you mentioned some of the, um, maybe the downfalls or the disappointments or the limitations of gymnastics. And and was wondering if you thought maybe there might be a, a youth pipeline from gymnastics into Olympic lifting. Uh, you know, you, you obviously can only speak on your personal experience, but does that seem like a natural fit and a natural transition perhaps for some athletes to go from gymnastics into Olympic lifting? Yeah. I, like I said, it's, very common for gymnasts to be very talented at weightlifting. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'd say about half of our current um, weightlifting team on Team USA has at least some background in gymnastics or cheerleading or, you know, like that kind of arena. Um, so I do think it's very natural and I think it really highlights a lot of the things that are emphasized in gymnastics. Um, so I think it transfers really well. Um, I think gymnasts really like the feeling of, you know, learning a new skill, right? So you learn a new skill on floor, bars, or beam. So you get that satisfaction of learning something new in gymnastics. And um, that's something you can kind of get out of weightlifting as well. I always worried when I left gymnastics that I wouldn't get that satisfaction of doing something new. Um, and in weightlifting, you're not necessarily doing anything new but you're making PRs, doing new lifts, um, and you can constantly improve, which I think is um, it can it's kind of a replica of getting a new skill or moving up in levels and stuff like that, like you would in gymnastics. So yeah, I do think a lot of gymnasts could find, um, you know, a new home in weightlifting if gymnastics isn't for them, because you get a lot of those great things that are in gymnastics that you know, it, you might have not been completely enjoying because of some of the downfalls of gymnastics. Uh, gymnastics is a great sport, but for me, it was too much. I wasn't happy. 
and it wasn't for me. And then in weightlifting, I get all those feelings that I did miss without all the fear and the self-doubt and all that stuff. So I think it's great and it, they complement each other really well too. I think they can really be used for each other. I think young gymnasts um, could really benefit from doing weightlifting on the side of their gymnastics practice. I really do. You're really easy to cheer for, you know that, Kate? You're likable and relatable and normal and friendly, and I think that's why people follow your journey, cheer for you hard. I want to give you the uh, the last word here. If there's anything that, that you want to say, the floor is yours. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and supporting my career, and I'm really excited to be able to have the opportunity to represent all of you in the United States at the Olympics, so uh, thank you. That's it for another episode of the Leading Edge podcast. Till next time, head over to leadingedge.online where you'll find more content and conversations to help you build a more successful program. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay sharp.